Welcome to a podcast Peldroy special supporting the Wrexham 2025 UK City of Culture bid. very very proud ambassador for the UK City of Culture Wrexham 2025 bid up the county up the town up the Kaya. back in November I was approached to be involved and I worked alongside Mr Formula who's a prolific beatboxer rapper in Wales to create a launch bid film and um, I wrote a poem for it called Lawi Wrexham so there's that and I've worked on a number of events one of them when the judges visited called Hwarai Giriai or wordplay and it was amalgamation basically of free expression free play for children so we kind of regenerated the Hippodrome site at Rexa, which has been quite derelict. And Hembler Street, so children could play. Colour, we had local street artists, live painting and hip-hop performers, vocalists and singers. And just overall supporting the campaign, um, encouraging the Wrexham town to be involved and working with the Culture Bid team to kind of raise the profile of the Wrexham 2025 bid. It's been a hell of a ride. Hughes! Oh, and how well directed! And this young man has a fine goal-scoring record at club level in the few games he's played for Manchester United. And he marks his debut at full level for Wales with really a finely directed header from the free kick. Essentially, I mean, we could talk about the FAW and its conception of Wrexham and kind of a, you know, like a historical context in terms of footballers and things like that. But for me, football is so synonymous with working class culture and struggle and I think that whole team collaboration and the roots of football and the way that working class people have risen through the game is so so important and with Wrexham being such a staunch working class very very gritty ambitious town myself I'm always for and always will be for the working people and football can be an escape for so many an avenue out of poverty but or just an escape on a Tuesday or Saturday you know a kairas under the lights uh, for anybody that just has a lot going on at home, it's just that when you walk into a football match, suddenly you're with your family and it doesn't matter what's going on outside of the turnstiles, you're just one people singing together with that one goal. And I just think with the roots of football and the way it connects to Wrexham, we're all innately proud of the club. I think it just has to be involved in the bid. It has to be that kind of forefront for us. It's something we're incredibly proud of. 
It might shock a lot of people, but one of my biggest footballing heroes is actually Jack Charlton. He's a very gritty player, overshadowed by his brother, I guess. But his socialism, his loyalty to the working people, I mean, you know, back in Durham, when he walked with the miners and kind of lent a couple of cars and, you know, allowed people to pick up some money outside of his ground at Newcastle and things like that. Like, he is a staunch working class hero for me. And kind of what he did in Italia 90 as well with Ireland, I think he brought a community of people together and changed a lot of mindsets. But actually, for the Irish people, he brought them so much love and happiness and ambition you know being Irish myself as well as Welsh and very much rooted in working class people he's just iconic for me and second to that that would probably be Ian Rush because of what he's done for the game in terms of Liverpool and kind of Welsh football and thirdly but not lastly at all Rosie Hughes our number nine at Wrexham women just a stellar forward and I can see a massive future for her as well My message for football fans I get behind Wrexham culture bid is there's always this kind of rhetoric about the North and South divide and things like that. And, you know, some of it is purposeful and some of it does damage. When somebody wins in Wales, we all win. And I'm really, really hoping that our transformation and our growth throughout the bid, whether we secure it or not, I hope it inspires other communities in Wales. You know, and I want places like Rhonda, for instance, to look to Wrexham and be like, actually, we can do it too. So we all win together. And just as we do when we walk through the turnstiles and celebrate and support each other and cheer on, whether win, lose or draw, we should all do that for the nation of Wales as well. So if one town or city wins or village wins here, we all absolutely win. So it all spread across the nation. So that's why you should absolutely back it. But I've no doubt that they will anyway. I mean, we have the most amazing fans in Wales, don't we? So that was Ever Rose, poet from Wrexham, ambassador for the City of Culture Bid. I've got the very great pleasure now of two people who have been living the bid. 24-7, seven days a week, I, I get the impression. We'll hear a bit more about that. So from the Wrexham 2025 City Culture Bid team, it's Craig Colville and Morgan Thomas. Welcome to the podcast, gents. Hey, Adele, thank you. Afternoon. Uh, so we're going to get a flavour of what you've been what you've been doing in the bid, getting people involved and engaging with communities, any number of stakeholders, not just in Wrexham, across Wales. That's the point of this. But what do people need to know about you, Craig? Well, hopefully they've seen our logo already because as as the bid team, we're seeing that in our sleep at the moment. Um, so that was um, developed in October. A couple of parts of our bid is the Welsh language and heritage. So from, from the offset, we want to make sure that Welsh language was front and centre in the logo. So we've actually used the Welsh, Welsh spelling of Wrexham as opposed to the English, um, which, is, which is great. And also the splash is represents um, coal dust. Our... Wrexham was built on coal and um, the colours of the, the logo represent the, our diverse communities within Wrexham. There's, there's well over 70 languages spoken in Wrexham, which was a surprising figure to me when I heard that, actually. I was a bit worried you might have wanted a podcast in, in all of them as well, but it's just going to be just the English and Welsh. So, uh, yeah, that was a little bit of a uh, little bit of relief. Morgan, what's your involvement been? Yeah, I think uh, you both alluded to it there. Um, the word community, the word community has really been important. It's been at the heart of, of our campaign and our bid from the very start. Um, Wrexham's got an incredibly diverse community, very passionate people about the town and amazing culture, music, sport, 
industrial heritage, science, art. We've got amazing culture here in Wrexham and, and the community, although we as, as council staff have been involved quite heavily in the bid, we have definitely been seeing the logo in our sleep. Um, the community have really taken ownership of it now and they have, they have from the start and they're really leading on it. Um, so it's been really important. Like They've done so many events over the past few months to, to publicise the bid and to show their support outwardly of it. Um, and it's just been fantastic bringing everybody together, you know, and, and, and sort of celebrating everything that is great about Wrexham through the community and through our culture. Yeah, one of, one of the things that we wanted to do initially was really, you know, obviously we, we were leading on it, but it is all about the community. So early on, we did put a call out for grants of up to a thousand pounds for the community to put on an event for us. And I think at the end, we ended up with 60, um, 50 odd community events getting Something this grant. Like that. <laughs> um, yeah there's there's around 90 events been put on now to just to promote the bid which is absolutely fantastic mm -hmm. and 50 odd specifically related to this grant and it's everything from ranging from we didn't want to over prescribe it and it's everything ranging from a map of culture in Wrexham yarn bombing was amazing because you, you never normally go to the Facebook comments you feel wow I, I feel like humanity is a great place to live in Facebook comments but it was just people tagging each other in saying can you translate this to Portuguese can you translate this to another language and it was absolutely fantastic just to see that develop and um, that sort of developed I think this yarn bombing has gone all over the place it's even gone to the Mailer hospital they've had a couple of like big bin bags full of it and um, it's sort of gone out on um, Hemblast Square now, all, all over the square. And then some other community events we had over the weekend. We had um, an African event, a Polish community event, a Portuguese community event. We had an international DJ night in, in Penny Black in Wrexham, which was pretty mad. Um, that was like DJs from Bulgaria, Poland, Africa, like just amazing kind of sidetrance night, really bright and colourful. But then we've also had like amazing kids events that um, people like Explore Science Discovery Centre have hosted. We've had power chair football at Wrexham FC. Um, we did a massive um, event on Hemblast Square celebrating Wrexham's sort of amazing play culture where hundreds of kids from local primary schools came along and, and sort of jumped off a, a, a jumping board and played in a sand pit all, all the while while people were doing community art and let, letting people have a go at doing art while there was hip-hop and um, sort of live music happening on, on Hemblast Square as well. There's been so much, loads at T-Parob as well, plenty of music events, loads of different community things, and it's been a whirlwind. Um, I think it just really shows how proud people are, and that's what it's all about. You know, our slogan is, we rise together, and it's about raising people's aspirations and feeling pride in, in Wrexham. And people have really taken ownership of the logo as well and the pride in it and, and then hashtags and I think that shows because that's the that's the pride of people from Wrexham coming through really not forgetting to mention as well we've also had several football events we've had the wheelchair football event as well which was absolutely fantastic I got stand down there and got to witness it and there's some absolutely amazing skills involved I didn't quite appreciate it until I got down there but we've also had hundreds of children taking part in football events as well footballs is one of the key focus areas but it's interesting to see that these kids don't necessarily need to know what the meaning of culture is to experience it yeah, it's recognising that culture is is just everywhere in everything we do in our everyday lives, whether it's sport, football, TV, food, 
it's everywhere and, and Wrexham's got it in abundance. So it's been great to see that, you know, other, other fantastic events have been to other Bellevue FC football match against North Wales police, you know, just an amazing event down at Colliers Park, a, a fantastic first class facility down there. And just to see like a bridge building football match, it shows the power of football and how it can bring communities together to overcome social challenges. It's, fun, it's been fantastic. It begs the question: Will there be anything? Will there be anything left for twenty twenty five? So <laughs> I think yeah. You've done it all now you haven't even been awarded it yet. It goes to show that it's around trying to build it from the bottom up. I suppose, isn't it? It's around trying to things like you know the police, grassroots football clubs like Bellevue, the yarn bombing. It's putting it out there and building it from the bottom up rather than dictating something presumably now from top down, saying this is culture or this is cultural and and that isn't and almost kind of picking things apart. That's been quite a strong ethos from, from, from where I've been um, sort of observing things anyway from, from afar. It's given people an awareness that culture is everywhere. Mm. Um, people see culture and they, they assume it's, it's not for me. Um, it wasn't so long ago when Tier Palp was on its way, someone said, we don't need a cultural hub, we're a pine chips town. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's amazing how when you say, well, it's football culture, and then when people start thinking about it, well, obviously it is for somewhere like Wrexham, football's a massive part of it. Mm. It's so live theatre, isn't it, as well? Do you know what I mean? So yeah. football is literally the most raw form of theatre and drama you could ever find <laughs> because it's it's not scripted. It's happening right in front of you. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I'd say if somebody asked me, is football culture? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, you know, you'll see a play and you'll see it being like different production companies and it's different. I suppose the same thing with going and watching football, isn't it? Yeah. So it gives people, I mean, the idea of this is for, you know, members of the Red Wall, that footballing community across Wales to get behind the bid. It's the only one from a place in Wales. But if people are curious, how do these things come about? Is it a phone call from from the chief executive to say, right, get me City Culture? Or is it, you know, a conversation in passing? Give a flavour of what the process is. As a county, we've not been allowed to, to take part in the competition up until now. So Derry London Derry held it in 2013. So they were the first to ever get it. It was sort of off the back of Liverpool hosting the European Capital Culture. They saw the benefits of that and decided we need this specifically for the UK. So Derry London Derry use it quite literally to build bridges between communities before it went on to Hull. They benefited to around £219 million worth of uh, investments. So you can start to see now why we'd want to be a city of culture because the, the whole, you're the cultural, you as city of culture is are the um, cultural focus for the entire UK and, and everything that comes with that. And obviously Coventry are just finishing up their year of culture now. They've, they've obviously had to deal with COVID on top of this as well. So it's quite remarkable. Yes, yeah, so... Obviously, we put a bid in and we were successful with it from 20. We went down to, I believe it was um, eight on the long list. And then we're now down to four with Bradford, Southampton and Durham. One thing worth adding, I suppose, is that these places that we're on the shortlist with, they've been working on this for a significantly longer period of time than we have. You know, they've been doing it for three years, some of them, and they've got, you know, dedicated teams that have been working solely on these projects because we came to the party late in a way because it was open to to regions and counties um after it was open to cities we we, we put an expression of interest in um very quickly it was written very quickly and brought several different uh, departments of the council together so whether that was people who were expert in art in play in sport came together to put this expression of interest in 
it's fair to say, I think we were taken aback a little bit by the fact that we were long-listed. I don't think we were expecting it this year. I thought I think that was a, there was a bit of an element of let's throw our hat in the ring and see what happens. So we actually found ourselves in a position where we had to build a team from existing uh, staff members uh, at the council to, to work on this project. So we bring people in from different departments and to come together as a team. So I think at the moment, there's a team of, um, there's about 12 of us who form the core team. And then I'd say there are, between 30 and 50 other individuals who come with their specialist knowledge of their specific areas to chat in meetings or to lend their support and advice. So it's been a huge undertaking from within the council, but the intention is to, should we be successful, to hand that over to the community and and form a charitable trust that would lead that for the year 2025. So it's a, a late call-up to the squad. That's that's what you're saying, isn't it? In, I would, yeah, that's a good uh, analogy. Football in parlance, so like Ruben <laughs> Colwell at the uh, the Euros last year. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I, I think it's all. It all just means like it's quite fresh and new as well. It gets done because it has to get done. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But that's a key point, isn't it? So, you know, it's not just the town; it's the whole county borough. Then, so it's out into the Mylar. It's up into the the hills up in Ross and Ponkyai and Coipoith. It's it's the whole borough, isn't it? Absolutely. It stretches out to and some of these events show that as well. Like there have been multiple um, Welsh language events and cultural events happening like Glyn Cariog. We've got the Monera lead mines involved. You know, the uh, Stewton Rose has been a key, key ambassador and stakeholder in the bid. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It completely uh, encompasses the whole county and all those really special places within that. I think there's a huge sense of pride in Rex for those places because actually they're stunning places we've got stunning landscapes and it's really important to remember that it goes beyond the town centre and, and it does include everybody in the county yeah, yeah yeah and not and not only just Wrexham as well obviously because because the core bid is based in Wrexham and Wrexham will be the focus for it but obviously we've got some amazing assets in the in the in our joining communities Denbyshire, Flintshire over the road in, in Cheshire as well um you know Stoke's not that too, not far away they were shortlisted last time round, so about building uh, relationships there, really. If we can put something on that, will get people from there to come over to visit Wrexham because there's something really interesting happening. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Alternatively, if we can put on event in Denver or you know work together with satellite events around the whole county, it's going to be it'd be amazing to have all this investment and interest, and we can do 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 a lot more as a region. If it's good for Wrexham, it's good for the region. It's good for Wales. It would be remiss not to inquire about you know what your own individual passion and interest. In football is Craig? Um, yeah, well, early doors when I was a younger man, I used to be more of an Everton supporter than anyone, to be fair. So it was the, on the peak of my interest, it was um, Joe Royal Dogs of War and the 1995 uh, FA Cup winning team. So Big Nev's a massive hero of mine, not only for what he did on the pitch for Everton and Wales, but also obviously what he's doing now on social media is absolutely amazing stuff. You know, he's just keeping, he's just mm. keeping that, you know, his, his legendary status grows by the day, really. He doesn't really do much wrong, does he? Barry Horn as well. Barry Horn as well. I remember actually going down to Collier's Park once because um, Kevin Wilkin had signed a new player, and I was just um, just went up to someone so just to say, um, oh, uh, do you mind if I, Kevin Wilkin mind if I got a photo? I realised I was talking to Barry Horn and got extremely starstruck. <laughs> it was <laughs> so it's a bit of a strange experience, but it, yes, so that was great. And I also got to go as a teenager to um, Neville Southall Soccer School when it was in Abergelly, so I can say I play football in Neville Southall. Going and um, yeah, the allegiance has slightly changed over the years to Wrexham more so now. So um, I was covering the home and away games for years and years. So you can't not not support a club that you're following for that long. 
So I think I'm just a fan of football in general as well, really. Morgan? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a massive, massive, massive football fan. You only have to ask my girlfriend and she would tell you. Um, <laughs> she's at a wit's end with it right now. Um, <laughs> I've always been a huge fan since sort of um, since I was very young. So I support two teams massively. One's blue, one's red. The blue one is Chelsea. I'll, I'll tell you why in a sec. The red one is is Wrexham. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was born, I was born in Chelsea um, and I've followed them since I was like very, very young. And it's weird living in an area I've lived in the like North Wales all my life and like there, there were just no Chelsea fans at all so my yeah my, my local team at Wrexham FC and um yeah absolutely loving going and watching them at the moment um be going to Wembley for the final um and yeah just a huge fan of football generally and I've been playing for up to I used to play football like in um in Shangotan where I'm from um and then I played in university a little bit and then sort of hadn't hadn't touched the ball for about like five years really not not in like a competitive way and then through my work on the city of culture team met um really great guy sheep that Owen Derek who runs Bellevue FC who managed to somehow persuade me to go along to, <laughs> to have a bit of a kickabout with them so yeah I've been going sort of regularly to that and really enjoying it as well so I'm a huge fan of playing and, and watching football and um, yeah it's just a huge part of my life really. I think Morgan's been a bit modest there he actually won their most improved player last week. <laughs> it's bizarre I wasn't expecting I've only been going like a few months and uh, just yeah most improved I like to think of it as rising star though rather than most improved <laughs> sounds a bit better than it uh, but yeah yeah I'm a huge yeah huge Rex and huge Chelsea fan yeah, yeah. it's He's just it's there. just absolutely amazing to see what's going on at the club as well you know, you know obviously with the takeover it gives the town such a buzz over Covid you know on the lockdowns and that and it was just the rumours going I think it was Russell Crowe at one point was buying it wasn't he that was the rumour going around because his, his granddad's from from this way isn't he uh, is all these strange rumours strange rumours Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sort of club allegiances then. I mean, the, the national team, and we were last up there for Trinidad in, what was that, 2019? And, you know, that was a really good evening under lights. Racecourse is one of my favourite. I mean, when, on previous episodes of this, people have heard me refer to how, how much I love the racecourse. And he's still, even today, he's hosted more Wales games than any other stadium in, in Wales or anywhere else for that matter, obviously. It would be great to get international games back there on a bit more of a routine basis rather than sort of, you know, the one-offs here and there. But um, what about the relationship with the national team for you both? Yeah, I mean, I will never forget the summer of 2016, as most Welsh fans won't, you know what I mean? I was actually in uh, Thailand while that was happening in France. And the whole time we were trying to find bars that were open late enough to show it because it's like a six hour time difference. And so I was watching Wales at like 2 a.m. in these bars in like Northern Thailand. So we were up late till 4 a.m., watched them beat Belgium there. And like, actually half the time I was there, I was like, I wish I was in Wrexham because I'm sure Craig was about at that time. The stories you hear of all everyone gathering um, outside Lloyd's and the Crafty Dragon to, to that fan zone, amazing. Just all coming together in Wrexham, seeing footage of that while I was away, I was like, I want to be back there. So yeah, I'm a huge fan of, um, of, of Wales, the national team and, you know, what a fantastic kind of crop of players they've had over the last few years with Ramsey, Bale and, and, and obviously Joe Allen as well and Chris Gunter and plenty of others, you know. Um, I just hope that these young lads that are playing at the moment can come through and really show us what, what they've got because I think we've got some brilliant talent and also locally you've got people like Harry Wilson and Nico Nico Williams, obviously from, from Kevin Mao now in the national team. I just really hope those two can achieve it on the same sort of level. Yeah, I think uh, 2016 was one of the best summers for most Wales fans, wasn't it? And I managed to spend that time in Wrexham, actually, sort of watching it in a 
the side zone or here, there, and everywhere, or they had the, the fan zone at um, one of the bars. But what was amazing was just um, when we beat Belgium, so I just got a message saying, get to the high street now, ran there, and it was absolute bedlam, but in the most brilliant way, absolute carnage, there's flares going off everywhere, people just singing and having fun. And that was when we beat Belgium. I just remember two women running past with a Welsh flag and saying, we're Portuguese, but for tonight we're Welsh, obviously, because we were playing the next. And then, obviously, we went and lost against Portugal, ran to the high street, and just because of the pride that comes from how well we played, exactly the same celebrations. Everyone was just just so happy to show, put, basically, put, we put Wales on the map, haven't we, with the football. I think it's had that galvanising effect, isn't it? And you hear this, I mean, you know, we've had on the podcast people like Laura McAllister talk about this. You know, I remember speaking to Johnny Owen the day that Don't Take Me Home was being premiered. And this sense, and again, and that phrase is used in that, you know, about Wales being put on the map and had that galvanising effect around, well, actually, what else can we do? What perhaps can we do as fans for ourselves in terms of building up this red wall, which I would argue is, is a cultural institution, I guess a scenario is, you know, let's let's hope it's not this, but there's a scenario that says that the, the Wrexham bid doesn't succeed. But I get a sense that it's probably, nevertheless, even so, if that is the result, has had a galvanising effect. It's actually brought people together to query, well, what else can we do? What else can we achieve? Yeah, yeah it's huge. In fact, the FAW have been with us almost from the start. When Morgan mentioned about the police game versus Bellevue, so that was the first game the police played, and Steve Williams gave us a letter just saying, "From this is from the FAW, we fully endorse Rex's bid and back it. Steve's the, the president. Steve the president, yeah. And then Ian Gwynne Hughes is the lead on public affairs, yeah. And he's brilliant. So he, he was with us the whole time the judges were down as well. I think that's... Sh- so they're not just saying that they're backing the bid. They're also a, a, an integral part of it, really. Mm-hmm. And looking at how we're looking to, to develop Wrexham and obviously develop the race course so we can can get international football up here as well, as well as developing the Wales Football Museum in Wrexham that's coming here in 2025. This is all things that play into Wrexham being the spiritual home of Welsh football. And obviously the cop redevelopment, um, the transport hub as well coming in the next few years, like it's a huge part of the bid. It's a huge mission for us in Wrexham to, to start hosting, as you said, international football matches on, on, a, on a more regular basis. Because um, I think the appetite is there for it. And we have got like the transport links to Wrexham and it would be fantastic for the town. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, this is it, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's you know, there's a buzz about the club, clearly, you know, Ocean Drive, you know, Hollywood sort of stardust, that kind of thing. But you mentioned T-Pow earlier, you know, I've been to T-Pow, but I went to the Footballka exhibition that was there that looked at aspects of sort of fan culture and representation, both of and in the game. I remember the, um, the name of the, the football exhibition at T-Pow, but it was, yeah, it was really fascinating. It was, you know, it's not sort of things that you, again, do you link football with culture? But obviously so. We've had that in T-Pow, it's now been shortlisted for the Museum of the Year, hasn't it? So. Mm-hmm. If, if a museum of the year can see football as culture and an important part of it, then that, that just goes to show that, you know, it was really good that we put that as, as part of a bid. And I think what the bid's done as well, it's had a bit of a catalyst to, rather than just talking about it, it's like whether we're successful or not, what can we do to achieve this now? If we can't do it, what, what are them barriers? Let's get rid of them. Yeah. I think it's important to think of it if we don't actually win the title of UK City of Culture 2025, that it's it's still a huge success 
the journey we've been on, the people we've taken with us and the way we've managed to empower, hopefully, many communities within Wrexham. Um, I think it's really brought culture to the forefront and, re- and you know, youth is such an important thing. I think it's given the young people who've been involved in these events and in this bid an opportunity to live and breathe the culture of Wrexham and see what potential it might have and realise, actually, I could be a poet like Ever Rose or, you know, I, I could be uh, Jordan Davis player for Wrexham FC. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, and, and to achieve their goals and realise that these ambitions, they are definitely, they're definitely achievable. And that's what it's all about, really, City of Culture. It's about realising people's potential and, and, and empowering people to see that they can achieve what they want to achieve in their lives. So final words before we then hear from a few other people involved in the bid and different perspectives. If someone is listening to this in Pembroke Dock or Aberystwyth or Chepstow, how can they get involved? How can they express their kind of support for the bid? How can they just keep track of it online? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They can keep track of it online by following the hashtag Wrexham2025, spelt Welsh, W-R-E-C-S-A-M 2025 or the hashtag City of Culture 2025. That, that's where you can see all the, everyone else's bids as well. Yeah, and just express your support, see what you like about Wrexham. You can follow us on our socials, of course, you know, Facebook and on our, via our website. Um, there's a list of upcoming events for the rest of May. I think there are like 15 events between the time of this recording and the end of the month. So there's plenty to sort of do and, and to experience in Wrexham until um, the end of this campaign. The winner will be announced during the final week in May. More details of that will be available soon. But yeah, tune in and, and obviously keep your fingers crossed for Wrexham and, and, and back us to the final whistle, please. Yeah, win for Wrexham to win for Wales. Wales in white shorts kick off against the Austrian visitors at Wrexham Racecourse. Right-wing all-church centres and Austrian goalie Engelmeyer collects it to find himself in a tussle with Welsh centre-forward Ford. Tempers are getting a little frayed. Now one goal for Wales by Tapscott off a pass from all-church. And Wales take a corner. From a header, Engelmeyer collects and is charged by Tapscott. He frees himself and clears. Biggest lesson from this unfortunate match. It's time those international rules about charging goalkeepers were straightened up. Nick Jones, Football Museum Officer, Wrexham Museum. The museum is supportive of the City of Culture bid and pleased to see football as one of the key themes. Football is clearly important to the town, it's a great unifying force, whether it be through the passion of Wrexham AFC fans or community outreach of clubs like Bellevue FC. Wrexham is the spiritual home of Welsh football and it's exciting to be working on a new National Football Museum for Wales to be based in the town, which will display this great heritage and tell compelling associated stories. I'm Hayley Evans and I'm from Cardiff. I run Fee Wales, which I set up to represent the female fans of the Welsh football team. It's important that Wrexham's Welsh footballing heritage be one of the main themes to the COC bid because Wrexham is the home of Welsh football. It's where the Football Association of Wales was founded in 1876. It's where the National Football Museum for Wales is going to be built. It's got that real strong footballing heritage. It's important that football fans from across Wales get behind Wrexham's City of Culture bid because we're Welsh and that's what we do. This is the only bid coming from Wales and given what a proud nation we are, wouldn't it be great to put the nation's efforts in behind getting Wrexham this City of Culture status? I'm Lily Jones, I play for Wrexham and I play for Wales under 17s. There's a lot of things great about Wrexham, I think, especially especially the football side of things. It brings everyone from the town together. It's the people that make Wrexham, I think. Everyone's happy to talk. You never walk down the street without saying hello and 
that's what's special about Wrexham, I think. Football is massively important to Wrexham. With Rob and Ryan coming and buying the club, it's just brought everyone together. There's like a spark of hope and excitement around the town because the club's been through a lot. We nearly folded. Everything that they've brought with them, it's not even just the money, like they bring a lot of hope and a lot of happiness to a lot of people around the town and everyone can talk about it. We can all come together as a community to talk about it and it's massive for Wrexham, yeah. Yeah, I started playing about five or six with the boys' team. We used to go and watch the game together on a Saturday and I think that's when I fell in love with not only football but with Wrexham as well. I love the town because of how it's brought me up to be who I am today and being back at playing for Wrexham now has made me fall in love even more with the town and especially with the football club since Rob and Ryan's taken over. I think my footballing hero while I was growing up was Manny Smith. The way he played, he was just a massive centre-back and he was already always ready to head the ball, throw himself into massive challenges. I remember watching and thinking, I want to be able to do that one day. And I think what he's doing now as well with the whole mental health projects for young people coming through football is massive. And, and I think it's, it's really amazing what he's doing now. So he's definitely one of my heroes. I think it's really important, seeing as the FAW started in the Wednesday in Wrexham, I think it's important that people can almost give back what the town helped start. I think it's important as well because... A lot of people from around Wales come and watch Wrexham now, even even from America. Like, I think it's really important because we're bringing we're bringing all of Wales together into the north. We have this kind of a north south bias, but a friendly one, of course. But I think it's really important that they, we all get backed for this bit. Six minutes left. Watkin. Oh, scored! Steve Watkin has got a goal, and Arsenal face humiliation. So my name's Craig Hurt. My connection to the Wrexham City of Culture bit is kind of two-pronged, really. So, firstly, I live in Wrexham, uh, just close to Erthig. I live with my wife, Liz, and two football mad young boys, Dewey and Cal. Secondly, so with my other hat on, I'm marketing manager for Freedom Leisure in Wrexham. So, we look after a lot of the leisure centres like Waterworld, Gwyn Evans, Queensway, Chirk. Um, obviously, in Freedom Leisure, we're behind the bridge, got banners everywhere. We're tweeting with the hashtags on social media and things like that. So I think that the football heritage in Wrexham has got to be one of the main themes for the, the City of Culture bit. I mean, it's such a, a massive thing about what Wrexham is. Uh, you know, a lot of people, when you go travelling or go and see anyone, they mention Wrexham. The football club has put Wrexham on the map, really. I went to my first game back in 1990, been going ever since. I'm a season ticket holder in the paddock with my wife, Dewey and Kel, and my mum goes, my dad goes, my sisters, niece, nephew. We've got friends, you know, we've got to know through the football. <laughs> Kids absolutely love watching old sort of clips on YouTube, you know, the heritage of the club. They love asking questions about who was playing, were we there? I mean, most mornings in our house are started with a rendition of some kind of chant or a recap of a game or studying the league table, who we playing this weekend, who's playing who. So, yeah, you know, it's such a big thing, especially in our household. Footballing heroes, the first one isn't a Welsh hero as such. Growing up, I mean, I was a massive Wrexham fan, you know, from day dot, really. And, I mean, Gary Bennett, that year we got promoted, was just absolutely unreal. I mean, the connections that he had with the fans and the goals that he scored. I mean, it's actually quite replicated now. We've, we've got Mullin playing for us, who I see bits of him there, that connection that they've got with the fans, I think it's really important. Bennett against Williams. And he scored this time, goal 46 for Gary Bennett. And Wrexham 
take the lead firmly hit penalty and no wonder the Wrexham fans are celebrating Psycho has given them the lead from a Welsh point of view it's really lucky to see two football legends you know play at the race course and Mickey Thomas and Joey Jones so the Arsenal game which everyone remembers which I was there at the time and at the time it was weird I didn't really sort of understand the significance of it I don't think I think it was 10 I didn't really I just remember there being loads more people than normal and then walking home afterwards and just being people everywhere that goal comes on every single year when the third round comes round and it's sort of almost a bigger event now than it was at the time for me and then Joey Jones I mean I lived across the road from Joey Jones for a few years, such a nice bloke, used to give us football jumpers and training kits and he'd always chat to you about the football, you know, really nice, you know, when he did so much with the youth teams. I remember waking up one morning, opening the curtains and seeing Joey Jones and Mickey Thomas across the road, so uh, that was slightly surreal that day, but yeah, those, those are the sort of heroes really. So important the Red Wall gets behind the Wrexham City of Culture bid. The race course is, you know, the oldest international stadium in the world. It'd be fantastic to see some more games at the Kairas. We were lucky enough a couple of years back to see the Trinidad game that we played in. Just got a picture with Joe Allen, which was great. Watched Joe Allen play at Wrexham on loan as well, and he was one of the best players I've ever seen at the race course. And a great Welsh speaker as well. So we had a little chat with my son in Welsh, which was fantastic. With the oldest international stadium, I think it would be great to see some more games. I mean, there's a massive following of Welsh fans across North Wales. Dedication that's shown for you know those North Wales fans travelling down to Cardiff for those games. It'd be fantastic for sort of the fans down in South Wales and Mid Wales get behind Wrexham as well on that one. I'm Dave Evans, I live in Cardiff, I'm originally from Gilvercoch and I'm supporting Wrexham's bid for Capital of Culture in 2025. Good luck Wrexham. Hi, I'm John from the Scottish Football Forums podcast and um, even as a Scot I recognise Wrexham's football heritage. They have had some tremendous moments in the FA Cup in particular in the 90s, beating um, Arsenal famously and West Ham. So yes, I will fully support them and um, wish them all the best. My name's Penny. I run Walgoch Menawad, Wales Women's Red Wall. We're a supporters group for the women's national team. We've been up to Wrexham to play, had a great welcome at the turf, saw and listened to some great fans in the stands. So we're back in Wrexham's UK City of Culture bid for 2025. I am Mehmet el I live in Cardiff. I am originally from Turkey and I'm supporting Wrexham's bid for UK City of Culture in 2025. Hobluk, Wrexham. I'm Griff, aged eight. My dad and granddad live in Wrexham and they always love visiting Wrexham. Have you been Wrexham? Hello, I'm Sion Hughes, living in Cardiff, originally from St Beris. I support Wrexham's bid to become City of Culture 2025, up the town. This is Chris Leek, a massive Swansea City fan living in Cardiff. This, this is, is Wales. I also play the sax in the Barry Horns, the Welsh football band. We have a great time with our Wrexham fans. Let's hope Wrexham gets the City of Culture Award. We're with you all the way. And I say that on behalf of the Barry Horns. Cheers. Wrexham. Merthyr. Beach. This is Wales. 
thank you for listening. Hopefully this has shed a light on the bid and why there's football as, a, as one of its key pillars and why Wrexham is going for City of Culture at all. Huge, huge thank you to everybody who has given up their time and sent voice notes and um, shared their enthusiasm for the bid. Really, really grateful. Uh, keep your eyes peeled for some really, really exciting news in respect of a football festival for Wrexham towards the end of the year with the social enterprise expert Al Gore. As Craig Colville said from the bid team, please go and check out the website, get involved and engaged on social media and keep our fingers crossed for Wrexham for the end of May. 